Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to season 2 of Cambridge Islamic College's podcast, The Tafsir of Surah Kaf. How can we prefer the afterlife over this life? How can we prefer faith over materialism? Sheikh Akram's tafsir of Surah Al-Kaf explores this in the light of the Quran, the challenging issues of the modern times and what guidance we can get from this surah to find a solution. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ونزلنا عليك الكتاب تبيانا لكل شيء وهدى ورحمة وبشرى للمسلمين So my dear brothers and sisters, inshallah, in these four days I'm going to teach uh, the uh, Surah Al-Kahf, uh, which is actually one of the important surahs of, of the Quran. And it is good that we are, inshallah, learning the, the Quran in the month of Ramadan. So there is a you know, strong relation between the Quran and between between the month of Ramadan. Both are guidance. Quran mentioned the month of Ramadan as guidance and also the Quran is guidance for the people. So in this month, uh, uh, inshallah, learning the Quran will have much more barakah uh, when our hearts are you know, much more clean and much, uh, much more soft, inshallah. <coughs> but before that, actually, I would like to mention a few things uh, or something about the Quran and one thing about the month of Ramadan. In the month of Ramadan, uh, alhamdulillah, we are fasting and uh, we should actually make effort to understand why we are fasting. Uh, one thing actually disappears from the mind of the believers that when we are grown up as, as Muslims, very often we don't realize the wisdom behind things. That's why Allah SWT commands us in you know, certain things to think about that. When you when you fasting, think in what the purpose behind the fasting and you know, especially no doubt, you know, it is the obedience of Allah SWT. When you fast, you obey him. So obedience are very obedience of Allah is very, very important that people should learn. And inshallah I'll teach that uh, uh, in this surah as well, that how how important it is that people must learn how to obey Allah SWT. And once you please him, that what should please you. You know, everybody wants to please himself, but people don't know what can please them. Nobody knows. People are just running, you know, people think, you know, if you eat nice food, it pleases you. Some people think nice clothes, some people think power, some people think money can please you. Nobody knows. And you can see the people who have money, they are not happy, they are not pleased. People who have nice clothes, they still have problems. So people looking for the, you know, for what can please them everywhere, but nothing pleases them. People want to have a happy life and they're running everywhere, but they are not happy. The only thing that can please, please you, what pleases your Lord simple thing that why for the believers it is very important to find out what can please my lord whatever pleases him that what can please you simple thing that why it is very important to obey him if he commands something that what pleases him simple thing i want to eat and he wants me to stop eating during the day if i obey him it will please him and it also will please me. You know, I'm thirsty, I want to have water, I want to drink water. But Allah wants me to stop from drinking during the day of Ramadan. That's why His command is, if I obey Him, it will please Him. And if it pleases Him, it should please me as well. So first understand properly that it is what of Ramadan is to learn how to obey your Lord, the obedience. And part of the obedience is that He has commanded that people should, complete, um, should fast in the day of Ramadan until the night. Quran says, you know, then you complete your fast till the night, until the night. So now if anybody teaches you that you can fast by hours, they go against the command of Allah Allah never commanded. You know, Allah commands until the night. So that believers must fast until the, you know, until the night comes, until the sunset. And that we can see the believers, you know, agree. There's no problem <coughs> about when to end the fast. But when the Allah commanded people to, how, how to start the fasting, when to start, there can be differences. But, you know, all the believers know. And if you know, if you make it by the hours, what will happen? is then everybody's fast will be different your hour will be different from me and my from you 
in the same house everybody will break the fast different time it will not be the same and also try to understand it could be that you know people who are living in this country and further north the hours of fasting they are longer but you know but yeah, but it also look at you know the places where the hours are not so long they are you know shorter than our time uh, our hours but the climate is different the prophets are used to you know fast in in arabia and now you can go and see really sometimes the temperature is 45 47 48 50 50 degree it's much harder than fasting here it is not only by our <coughs> there are so many other problems to try to understand don't be deceived by the people the purpose of the fasting is not that allah wants to keep you certain our hungry if it is a purpose then he could have told it's not a purpose he, you know his, his treasures actually are enough to feed all the people lillahi khazainus samawati wal ard in all the heaven <coughs> treasures are all the heaven and earth you know if he wants we mean shayin illa andana khazainu in everything we have got treasures to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enough but the thing is he wants to fast for some other purpose you know if it, this is the purpose to keep you hungry there hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said that you know before the month of ramadan the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to give a speech and he used to say month of ramadan so many virtues for ramadan but one thing he said uh, you know in his speech shahrun yuzadu fihi rizqul mu'min month of ramadan is the month in which the provision of the believer is increased believers is increased to think really it is not purpose not hung- to keep you hungry in the purpose to keep you hungry why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases your provision your food in the month of ramadan and it does not make sense that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases your food in the month of ramadan and you eat after after ramadan no, if you increase in ramadan meaning the word then you eat in ramadan and that you can see believers all the time from the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam until our time in ramadan they eat more and they eat in better quality of the food this is not a purpose to, to keep you hungry so ramadan is not month of hunger ramadan actually is for other purpose to learn how to obey your lord eat when he commands you eat and stop eating when he commands you to stop from eating that is the thing so anyway keep in mind the reason i start 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 with that because this fitna <coughs> has started in this country uh, you know and you know it is obligatory upon us to make sure that we don't obey people like that tell think really that you know, these people are they, they have more mercy upon you than allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why you want to obey them obey your lord obey the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam cuz they are the one who have, you know more favor upon you so anyway that is keep in mind inshallah that we have to obey allah his messenger and the month of ramadan is to teach that obedience and the fasting is until the night until the sun set that is agreed upon that is the quran that is the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that is agreed upon by all the ulama and by all the jurists by all the umma except in those countries where the days and night don't alternate in 24 hours so that's not normal that's a different matter because it, it, beyond 24 hours could be sometimes you know days are 6 months or night are 6 months or less or more so that's different then we can guess but any place where the days and night alternate within 24 hours the time of the iftar will be the sunset when the sun sets it could be longer but you get more reward inshallah for that so that one thing i want to tell you know because we don't understand <coughs> what ramadan is second thing before starting surah i want also to emphasize that we don't understand the quran so you know that's another thing you know we don't understand the month of ramadan and we also don't understand the quran we don't make effort to understand the quran what the quran is you know quran actually allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes very clear وَنَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ تِبِيَانًا لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ We sent down the book upon you تِبِيَانًا لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ Explanation of everything وَهُدًا and guidance وَرَحْمَةً and mercy وَبُشْرَى لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ and also good news for the Muslims. You know, it is explanation of every single thing. means about everything about anything that is connected to the guidance. Anything that you need to know how to live on the face of the earth 
the Quran tells you. If this is actually such a comprehensive, such a you know, complete book, you know, do we need any guidance other than the Quran? Allah said, Allah never lies. He said in the Quran there is guidance, there is explanation for every single thing. But you know, one thing also I should like correct here, this explanation of everything does not mean everything. It means everything that you need. That that actually connected to the topic of the Quran. Quran is for guidance. Now people want to prove that Quran also have got you know a, a, a knowledge about science and technology and this and that. So this basically the disrespect of the book. Book was not revealed to make a scientist. That's not the purpose of the book. You know, this is actually something low, you know, lower thing for the Quran. Quran has come for higher purpose. So any people who want to prove any point of science or technology or anything, any modern you know invention from the Quran. They are, they don't respect the book. And very often they do mistakes anyway when they prove. When I try to say, to respect the book. Book has come for something higher. You know, scientific knowledge, human knowledge. You know, people can invent them. You don't need revelation for that. You know, all the scientific discovery. Do you need a Quran for that? No. Scientists actually have done, you know, even better than Muslims. If a Quran has come to teach that, that Muslims should be the first people to invent, you know, all these things. You know, the aeroplanes should have first in, 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 in Muslim countries. If the Quran has come to teach that, that Muslims should have invented all those things. To try to understand, the Quran did not come to invent any of those things. Quran has come for something much, much higher. Quran has come for, <coughs> for something which is beyond human, human knowledge. So one disrespect comes from, from the people is when people treat the Quran, you know, as the book of science and technology and modern invention, so that keep in mind. Second thing is, which actually a main thing I wanted to explain to you, that Quran has every single thing. That's why for the matter of the guidance, Quran should be the first reference for the believers. First and last reference, but which is not actually at the moment. Whenever we have anything in our life to know the ruling, what we do? We go somewhere else really. Sometimes people even don't go to hadith, they don't go to the fiqh, they go to the, you know, to the scars around them. And if people ask them, ask the shaykhs and ask the peer and many, many people. And what happens is, then we keep learning from generation to generation, things become changed. They are not the same. If Quran becomes the first reference for the believers, then the believers will be united and they will have the same guidance. So that is very important to understand that the Quran is an explanation for everything. Believers should come back to the Quran for every single guidance. And when they don't take care of that, then Quran goes away from them. There are hadith of the Prophet He says in Sahih Bukhari from Abu Musa al-Shaykh hadith is, <coughs> تعاهدوا القرآن فوالذي نفسي بيده لهو أشد تفصيا من الإبل في عقولها. You know, for example, if you have a camel and you know, it is not tied, it will run away. So the Prophet says that if you don't take care of the Quran, Quran will run away from you faster than the camels when you know they get rid of their you know their ropes and they run away. Believers need to think about the Quran. They really need to make the Quran. You know, cent central thing in their life. It's very, very important. What it means really is, <clears throat> meaning is that our thinking should be Quranic oriented. When we think, it should come from the Quran. You know, our life, our our actions, they should become from Quran. People can see really that believers, when they say something, they think it is coming, it originates the Quran. When believers do something, the way it's coming, the source is the Quran. The Quran should be the source of our thinking and the source of our action, people should do. If anybody teaches you something which is not the Quran, then you should question that how it should be. And in this matter, Quran did not leave anything. Nothing has been actually left out by the Quran. Quran has mentioned everything <coughs> properly. What happens at the time of the decline, when people decline, the nations decline, 
It is not that the pe people leave their book. No, actually they hold the book more faster, you know, much stronger than any other people because the book becomes their identity. Like for our time, in any anybody criticizes the Quran or insults the Quran or bursts a copy of the Quran, tell me what happens. Muslims become furious and angry and actually they're ready to sacrifice their lives. You know, anything happened, you know, anywhere in the world, you know, how, how Muslims become angry. This is not that in the time of the decline, Muslims don't, don't have the Quran. No, they are, they are actually relation to the Quran becomes stronger. But the problem is, what will happen is, they have Quran as the book of Allah. But when it comes to the guidance of the Quran, the meanings of the Quran, they don't come to it. They take the guidance from anywhere else. The book becomes sacred. I, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi something sacred. You can see there are many, many people in the Muslim world. If they, you know, they celebrate, you know, Miladun Nabi and they have so much respect for the Prophet Sallallahu But when it comes to the obedience, they don't obey the Prophet. They obey their own sheikhs and their own custom and their own culture. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam becomes just a sacred, just symbol. His life is not a guidance. And actually, it makes me very you know, upset when I see in the mosque, people say Iqama, Iqama and Adhan both end, you know, at La ilaha illallah. Then after that, some people say Muhammad Rasulullah. No doubt really, believers should say Muhammad Rasulullah. But at the end of the Adhan and at the end of Iqama, they know Muhammad Rasulullah. It's La ilaha illallah. That's what the Prophet has taught. Now you don't obey him. You obey somebody else. Somewhere in Pakistan or India, you have seen somebody saying, after the Adhan, Muhammad Rasulullah, you say, if you look in the in the in the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu he has never taught that at, at the end of the Adhan you say Muhammad Rasulullah. He has never taught. He said repeat the words of the Adhan, and then he said when Adhan is finished, you say certain dua. But he never has taught the people when Adhan ends, you say Muhammad Rasulullah. We don't obey him. We disobey him. Similarly, when we start the prayer, people have so many things. Before the Adhan, people have some, so many things. When we end the prayer after Salam, we don't make effort to learn what the Prophet used to do at the end of the prayer. We actually keep hiding so many things from our own sheikhs and our own teachers. We are not learning from the Prophet because he has become sacred. Similarly, people don't learn from the Quran. What happens is the Quran is a sacred book, but guidance does not come from the Quran. And, when, and, and meanings of the Quran, they take from, that people take from their own teachers, their own traditions, their own madhavs, their own schools, their own ideas, that what keeps happening. So I just want to summarize this whole matter. Simple thing is, Understand the importance of the Quran. Quran is <coughs> uh, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should respect it. Allah has sent as a guidance and he made at least certain arrangement how the Quran comes. Believers should connect their book, their life with the Quran. Whenever a problem comes, come to the Quran. Actually, you should read the Quran every day and try to understand. Think the message has come from your Lord, what he wants to say. And when we read the Quran, we don't take the message. It's so deep. Book. book actually is a deep, you know, you read and spend your life, you know, one life, second life, third life, <coughs> the meanings of the Quran never ends. But we need to learn the Quran properly. So a second point that I wanted to make is actually about Quran. The Quran is important. And Quran should remain the central thing in our life. And Quran should be the point of the reference. And our thinking should be Quranic oriented. You know, people can think that whatever we think, it comes from the Quran. Quran should be the first thing. From there, all the thinkings, all ideas, and all thoughts should come. And our conduct, our way of life, should be coming from the Quran that we should make effort. <coughs> now we are coming to the this surah, Surah Al-Kahf. The Surah Al-Kahf is literally in the middle of the Quran and it is uh, no doubt all this, everything in the Quran is guidance and everything very, very important in the Quran. You know, uh, and that why the Quran actually is as it is. You know, if something is not important, why Allah SWT will keep in the Quran? But anything in the Quran that is very, very important. So, but certainly, like, you know, uh, Allah SWT's words, 
they are all important. They are all about <coughs> million times better than any human words. But within the words of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, something is more important than the other. Like Qul Allah wa Had Surah. The Surah. This is the best Surah of the Quran. Similarly, among all the verses of the Quran, Ayatul Kursid, you know, the most important uh, verse in the Quran. So there can be in, within the Quran things which are of different level. But as, as whole, the whole Quran is from Allah and respected and you know much much better than any human speech. So this is Surah Surah Al-Kahf and Surah Al-Kahf. The name Al-Kahf means cave. So it is derived from one of the words. You know, actually, this word has been uh, you know repeated in the Quran in this Surah few times. So Kahf means the cave. And the, the story of the people who took refuge in the, in, in the cave. And actually some ulama say this, this surah protects the believers from the fitna and trials of their time and as the cave protected those people from the fitna of their time. Those people when they had problem, they took refuge in the cave. And Allah subhanahu wa saved them, protected the cave out of his mercy and they remained there for so many years and nothing could harm them. So similarly this surah if you have problems and trials in the world, like in our time, they have so many problems, so many trials. This surah can be our cave. We can take refuge in this surah. But we have to understand what the surah means, what the meaning is there. So that explanation, inshallah, will come. When the surah was revealed, surah was revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah before the hijrah, when the Prophet is about to do hijrah. This surah, actually, with other surahs of the Quran, which is starting from surah Yusuf and going on, this surah is also the surah of hijrah. It actually tells the Prophet وسلم, the time of the hijrah has come nearer. Now he has to move from Makkah al-Mukarramah to Medina and now the, his life will take new new turning point. New thing will happen in his life. The surah is coming about uh, that, that, that period, that when hijrah is nearer uh, and, uh, and the hatred and hostility against Islam is growing so much and in Makkah al-Mukarramah everybody you know so much uh, you know, uh, hate against Islam. In our time, people say there is so much uh, Islamophobia and so many problems, but you cannot imagine how much uh, problem was against the Prophet وسلم, and believing community in Makkah al-Mukarramah at the time of the revelation of the Quran, this surah. You know, the, the problem was much, much deeper. You know, the host, you know, the you know, hatred against Islam, you know, people wanted to kill, and, you know, just much more. This surah guided them. So similarly, in our time, when there are so many problems in the world, this surah will guide. But the pro- what actually happening is, we see the problem in the world, but we make our own solution. We don't take the solution from the Quran. <coughs> like, for example, when people hate Islam, so what should we do? We want to start thinking ourselves, we make our own solution. But why don't we make effort actually what Quran teaches? If people hate you, what you do, Quran teaches you. That is that why Quran has come. Quran has come to teach you these matters. But these matters we don't take from the Quran. If people have any problem against you, what people do? If, for example, if there are any right of the Muslims, actually is not <coughs> like, you know, any, if you live in, in UK, in this country, sometimes you feel that your rights are ignored. Your, your rights are not respected properly. So people teach you, go and protest and beg the people your right. But tell me, is it in the Quran? Does Quran teach you that uh, for your rights, you have to protest? For your rights, you have to beg the people? Does Quran teach something like that? Think properly. Whenever a problem comes, you know, that I'm trying to, you know, explain to you, our thinking should be Quranic oriented. Your conduct in life should come from the Quran. So when a problem comes in your life, <coughs> where you get solution? From your mind, from your opinion, from other people, and from the people who actually created problem from you, from you, for you. Just copy them. You see everybody else when they have problem about their rights, they protest. Let's protest. That is the way we can get 
in our rights. I'm trying to say that when the Quran was revealed to the Prophet what he did? When he had the problem and the Quran revealed, to he used to follow the Quran. And then the Quran, and following the Quran, used to solve the problem. But if you put the Quran on the, in, on the shelf, but don't learn the Quran, don't take the meaning from the Quran, don't take the guidance from the Quran, the Quran is not going to solve your problem. Solution lies in the Quran when, when you follow the Quran, when you understand the Quran and follow. But if you keep the Quran on your shelf, or memorize the Quran, you make whole ummah become hafiz. Your problems will not be solved. Though memorizing the Quran is a big reward, no doubt about that. But it's not going to solve the problem. Solution only lies when people understand the Quran and follow the Quran. Get the, get the solution of the problems from the Quran. So when the Surah Al-Kahf was revealed, what believers did? They started reading the Quran and getting solution from somewhere else. Or they solved the problem in the light of the Surah Al-Kahf. They solved the problem in the light of Surah Al-Kahf. That's why the Prophet used to wait for Quran so much. Because he has problems and he wants to solve them. But he wants to solve in the light of the Quran. So try to understand, make your thinking Quranic oriented. Your thinking should, should come from the Quran. Your conduct in life, your behavior, it should be from the Quran. Understand properly. Anybody who teaches you an idea which goes against the th- teaching of the Quran, don't follow it. Simple thing. Your problems never can be solved you know, by any solution other than the Quran. And when you follow any solution, your problems will multiply. Like, you know, somebody said, you know, somebody has started a campaign for 10 years against Islamophobia. And they're convincing me that, you know, we should also join because, you know, it's so much Islamophobia in this country. So, I, you know, they explained to me that for 10 years, what happens is this Islamophobia had increased. So, I was thinking, really, you have this campaign for 10 years. So, the campaign that you made, it did not make it to go down. Actually, it made it increase. They said it has become multiplied by many times. So then that's not a solution. Your campaign actually does not solve the problem. If the problems keep increasing, then your campaign does not solve the problem. Try to understand, but still they insist. They can see the result, that whatever effort they make actually it does not solve the problem, but still they insist on this, because they think the Quran does not solve. They think there is no solution in the Quran. So try to understand when you read the Surah Al-Kahf, intention should be what? That we have got problems in our life, in our society, in our time. Let's see what Quran says, and we are believers, we must follow the Quran. We must take the guidance from the Quran. Follow the, the guidance of the Quran and in the solution, take the solution, solution from the Quran itself. So the one thing I wanted to tell you about the time when this surah was <coughs> revealed. So anyway, for the solution of, for the problems of the time, this surah has you know, offered you know, two solutions. Two things that believers need to do. The whole surah can be summarized in two major points. The two points, if people do them, then their problems will be solved. What are the two things are in this surah? This surah is concerned about two things. That one is Al-Amal As-Salih and second thing As-Sabr. Al-Amal As-Salih and Sabr. That is the summary of the whole surah. You can see all the story in the surah and all the teachings of the surah. They are connected with these two major points. And when the, those stories will come, I'll connect them anyway. So what are the two things are? Al-Amal As-Salih, Salah, you can say. Salah means you know, righteousness. You know, to, to obey Allah to do right things, to do things which are right, you know, right action. As-salah and sabr means, then when you write things, then don't, don't rush for the result. Wait. Trust in Allah and wait for the result. Salah and sabr. As-salah. Salah means, because in the Quran there is a concept of salah and fasad. Salah means when people obey Allah to solve the problem. That's salah. And fasad is, when people disobey Allah, when they solve the problem. 
the fasad. Fasad means corruption. So when you obey Allah to solve your problem, that is salah. When you disobey Allah to solve your problem, that is fasad. <coughs> so fasad and salah, these are two Quranic terms. Most time we Muslims who hold the Quran, we do fasad. Means we disobey Allah in solving the problem. So salah is to, sol to sol solve the problem as Allah wants. The meaning is good deeds, righteous action properly. And the top of this amal salah is in the Quran is as-salah to the prayer. So that we can see in this surah, salah and sabr has been emphasized. But then two following surah, surah Maryam and surah Taha, they explain what is the important thing about salah. That is salah, the prayer. So basically is the righteous action, good deed, is starting point is the prayer. The prayer that Allah has given, that, that is the solution of the problem of the believers. So that inshallah comes, salah and sabr. People think really that, you know, it is tabligh jamaat. That's what Tabligh Jamaat is teaching. Anybody teaches that actually what Quran is teaching you. And, and if you make any solution other than this, it never solves the problem. This is the solution that the Prophet actually followed and his problems were solved. That is the solution when Bani Israel, they are in decline, and Musa al-Islam come to them. And what is said to Bani Israel? Ista'inu bis-sabri was salah. Seek help with the prayer and with the sabr. Twice, actually, the Quran is mentioned very clearly. Solution actually lies in the salah and in the sabr. And salah, actually, main point of salah is the salah itself. Actually, when I use the word salah, there are two words salah. Salahun, saad, lam, alif, ha. So that actually righteousness, that actually means main thing in this surah. Another word is salatun. Salatun means the prayer. So I, I mentioned that, you know, the main part of the salah righteousness is to perform the prayer. That is the main part of that. Anyway, why these two things solve the problem? <coughs> it actually comes come from, because you can see, we see the problems actually coming from somewhere else. We should solve them as they're coming. You know, people hate us. People do all, all the, cause all problems against us. So we should solve the problem, you know, understand the problem and solve them. Why Quran is teaching something else? So that's a very important question. And that is the question that's why Quran actually dealt from the very beginning. That Quranic teaching, teaching will not make any meaning for you. They will not make any sense for you. Like, like Musa is in this surah, Musa and Khadir, they're traveling. So whatever Khadir does, it does not make much sense to Musa al-Islam. But Khadr advised him, be patient. I'll explain to you. But Musa, Musa al-Islam could not be patient. For some reason, we'll explain inshallah later on when the, when the story will come. And then let's explain. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please support us so we can continue to bring you world-class content at www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org forward slash donate. And please don't forget to subscribe to deepdean.tv for more Islamic studies content in HD videos. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.